Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Moneyline Madness Podcast. My name is Matt Cherico. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. Andy, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? And we're doing good. We're doing good. And we are accompanied by the one and only Corey Mosley of Mo Sports Network. Corey, say what's up to the people, my man. What's going on, everybody? You already know what time it is. We're going to be talking NBA playoffs. We're going to be talking a little bit of MLB. And just really trying to make you guys as much money as we can over these uh, next few weeks as the playoffs ramp up. With that being said, I think we're ready to dive in straight to this Memphis Timberwolves game. How are you guys feeling about it? This is going to be a really good game. I mean, this series, to this point, we had the surprising first game. Second game kind of went as planned. We expected. I think we all kind of feel like it's going to go that way again. Memphis is probably going to win this game pretty handedly. I have... John Morant with a double double and a Memphis win. I mean, he was an assist away, right? Wasn't it assist or a rebound away no, from a triple double? He hit that assist. No, I mean and, from uh, a triple double. So oh, now just one he rebound. had a double yep. double. Yeah. So I mean, I expect him to have a similar type of game, maybe some more points in there. So uh that and also I love Memphis minus one and a half. I mean that that line seems pretty easy for me. That seems even on the money. road, yeah. Free money for me. So I definitely yeah, like Memphis. I definitely like Memphis uh my bad. I definitely like Memphis uh, as far as the team spread goes. Um, I feel like this series, you know, the the Timberwolves came out hot. They came out, you know, super energetic. They brought in that play-in energy. But I think Memphis finally got themselves together. And they, they're not nervous anymore. And they're not on some scary shit, pretty much. And I feel like they're going to smack Minnesota for the rest of the series. I love the game spread against Memphis tonight. Um, I got a couple of plays tonight, actually. Uh, oh, one we, of my we'll plays. Get into, uh, we'll get into the, okay. um, the other right, games right. as we go. We're, we're just going to cover this game first. And then oh, we'll no, no, no. Up. I was talking about this game. Oh, I this, have a couple oh, plays okay. for this game. <laughs> oh, yes. Fire them I thought, I thought we were diving in full-fledged. Full oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just talking about this game. I, I'm going to let you run the show. You know the vibes. but. Yeah, um, I like Carl Anthony Towns under points tonight. Why? Because he, out of the six games that he's played versus Memphis, he's only hit this one time. Memphis is super tough. Super, super tough in the paint. Jaron Jackson Jr. is nothing to fuck with, all right? Jaron Jackson like, Jr. is super tough in the paint. You guys, they, even got they got a lot of depth down there that can deal with a post scorer like Carl Anthony Towns. And like I said, he only had 15 points at the last game. Uh, and he's only hit this one out of the six times. And one time was game one. So, honestly, I like Carl Anthony Towns under. But I also, on the contrary, I also like Anthony Edwards over. Because somebody's got to snap. And it's been Anthony Edwards for the past 10 games for the Timberwolves. He's been going crazy. Um his volume has skyrocketed over the last 10, 10 games or so. And you know it's I not going to be D'Angelo Russell anymore. I mean, he just he's ste- stepping right. back and letting everybody else kind of take over. So this is totally Edwards' team, in my opinion. Right. He's averaging around six, 16 shots a game over the, uh, over the uh, last 10 games. So, like, he has the volume to, to get these points. And... um. Let me see if I have one more play. I'm pretty sure I have one more play for this game. Yes. 
Desmond Bain under four and a half rebounds. Um, let's see. Let's look at the stats here. Um, like I said, he's only hit this one out of six times, similar to what Cat was doing. He only hit this one out of six times playing uh, Minnesota. Uh, Desmond Bain is probably like what the the fourth rebound option for. Yeah, he's got the wingspan of a small Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, the guy is literally a midget. So if anybody's out there getting rebounds taken from him, I think it's going to be Desmond Bain. So I'm all over that as well. That comes in at minus 105. So I would definitely hammer that one home tonight. Yeah, I love them. I love that. That's probably my favorite play of the night is Desmond Bain under rebounds. But yeah, that. That is what I like tonight. I like that. And uh, I think that uh, it's a good point with Cat because if there's really any team like that out there that has the physicality down low to deal with somebody like Carl Anthony Towns, it's going to be Memphis. So I like that as well. And points wise, um, otherwise, I was really with Andy B all over that Memphis minus one and a half. I think that this is their game and their series now for the taking. They kind of proved that they are the better team in that last game. And like you said, the Timberwolves came out with that play in energy and it was great and it was contagious at first, but it only could get you right. so far. It you was know, like they won point. the championship. It's it like was the like, thing. I mean, yeah, as a Knicks fan, I felt them, you know, last season, I felt that <laughs> same way. Like game two had me feeling that same exact type of passion, but Memphis is overall just too talented of a team. So I think that they're going to take care of business tonight and easily cover that one and a half. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Next up, taking us into the 9 p.m. game out west as well. We got the Dallas Mavericks going up against the Utah Jazz. We got the Jazz coming in heavy favorites at minus 290 on the money line, minus seven and a half on the spread. Oof. I mean, this game, it's been interesting with no Luka. So I'm curious to see how you guys feel. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah. I- I'll I'll start with this one. I, I kind of don't understand the line, really. I mean, plus seven and a half is really high for Utah, who's, I mean, everybody was talking crap about them because they, wait, they're wasting Donovan Mitchell or whatever. I've heard that all over the place the past week. Like, I, I don't know, but that kind of kind of feels weird. I th- I think Utah wins, but I expect it to be much closer than that. I I don't quite understand the line there. So, I have Dallas plus seven and a half. But uh, my play, my prop for this one is Rudy Gobert three plus blocks and a Utah mm. win. I expect Utah to win it, I, but a blowout doesn't make sense to me. That's at plus two seventy five. I think that's pretty good odds for a three blocks against a team that he should be able to get a couple blocks against. He is one of the best defenders in the league, so I mean I fully expect that. But yeah, the blowout I did doesn't really. I don't understand that. So yeah, I think yeah, this is, is like a. It's a super weird line to me as well, being that the Mavericks just came off of a victory against the Jazz, and now they're plus seven and a half. They have 88% of the money on that plus seven and a half, which makes it very, very, very sus. This is very sus. So maybe Jazz really might blow these motherfuckers out because, like, there's just so much money pouring in on that plus seven and a half that plus eight right now mavericks yeah the refs are talking what in the hell yeah what (laughs) in the hell is going on here but it it, it seems kind of trappy for me as far as the game spread goes um i have one prop for this game because me personally i'm gonna stay away from the spread because 
it's just looking very sus. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I feel like it's a trap. So I got Mike Conley under five and a half assists. That's minus 150 on DraftKings. I added an extra unit, so it's 1.5 units, you know, to take care of the juice. Yeah, it's obviously worth the squeeze here because Mike Conley does not get this. He's mid. He does not get this line, like, never. Never, ever, ever. So it's very mid. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, I'm I'm praying on Mike Conley's downfall as well tonight. I'm going with his under on the one and a half threes. That just got boosted mm-hmm. now. That's at plus one twelve, and he hasn't hit two three pointers in a, over his past five games. So I'm fully on that. I, he has like one that. in three of them, but he just doesn't get that second shot to go in so I'm not really worried about it especially because all of this pressure like Andy B was saying a lot of this pressure is around Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert right yeah. now I don't think Mike Conley is going to be the one stepping up you know like it's just it's 2022 right. we need to get real <laughs> and some extra points on this Mike Conley uh under assist line um in the playoffs he's played Dallas twice obviously he hasn't hit it either time he's only gotten three each time the lines at four and a half the value there is crazy um wow. Dallas is ranked six in assists allowed and ranked first in point guard defense. Um, Mike Conley's not even going to see the ball. Never mind. He's going to take the ball up maybe once or twice and then pass it straight to Donovan Mitchell and then sit in the corner. Um, And even more advanced analytics for y'all. Both of these teams are slow as fuck. All right. Um, Makes sense. Dallas is... is, Yeah, Dallas is ranked 30th in pace, and um, let me see real quick. Yeah, the over-under is sitting at 210, so I, I get it. And I know Utah is very slow as well. I can't get the number on it right now, but I know Utah is in the top five slowest teams as well. That means less shots put up. That means less assists. Yeah, they so got a lot of the white really fellas. Like they're playing in the half court. They don't want to run and gun like that. They can't hang with those yeah, young teams. They're they're too slow. Both teams are very slow teams. I mean, yeah. obviously the team is slower with Dallas when Luke is on the court. Luke is a very slow paced guy, even though he gets buckets. He's very slow with it, you know? Yeah. But um they're still a slow team without Luca. And I love I love the Conley under. Yeah, not to interrupt, but it seems as if I've gone through everything I can. It seems as if Luca is playing, so that does that changes it for me. I honestly, Luca is playing now. Yeah, it seems like everybody's saying he's gonna play and everything. So hammer the two thirty right. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking now maybe Dallas can win the game more than money line is a good. Is this is some money line mad? This is the definition of money line madness right here. You gotta get it in now. Everybody's wow, saying hot. they expect oh, him to man. play. He expects to play. So I always like to go through it all. And I've gone through every Dallas Twitter, every Dallas, uh, whatever they call them, beat reporters. And all of them are saying he's expecting wow. to play. So. And it, I'm surprised it it's not a, locking. Is it, is, I would lock is this an official beat, announcement yet, though? No not yet, right? It's just speculation. No, no. They wouldn't make the official announcement because why would you? they wouldn't do that to, for Utah. Utah can plan. At this moment, they're not going to make that for a little later, but everybody expects them okay, to so. play at this moment. So I Maybe still ain't fucking with the between. spread. Obviously, there's something there's something funky going on with yeah, something Mavericks being plus eight with speculation of Luka coming back. Yeah. If anything, I would I would sprinkle the money line Mavericks. That's probably mm-hmm. a banger, like you said, plus two thirty. Mm-hmm. But I would still stay away from the spread, or I, I would still stay away from the game results in general with that game as far as because it's just too 
Yeah, size. anything that's not size. a small unit Very size, size, I'm not I'm not relying on one either of these teams to win me this game with a lot yeah. of money on the line. That just doesn't yeah. seem worth it. I'm sprinkling the money line for sure though. That's a that's a come up if Luca actually plays in I think Dallas wins. See, and the thing, like, we had talked about this on Most Sports TV the other day, and, like, if this was Trey Young, I don't think Trey Young's impact on the game is making me change my mind in the same way that Luka does. (laughs) Like, it's just not, like, Luka is that caliber of a player to where I'm fully, like, changing my mind against a contender like the Jazz that I think Luka could take this game over and win straight off of a calf injury, and I can't say that about Trey Young. So... Fuck Trey Young while we're here. Yeah, that's, okay. uh, that's all. I have to you say. already know that's 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 every day. That's regular. Fuck yeah. Trey Young. <laughs> he's, he's the ops. He'll always be the ops. <laughs> Shit, me. Well, yeah. I guess we'll take us over to the Mile High City tonight at ten o'clock. We got the Denver Nuggets taking on the Golden State Warriors. Nuggets are the underdogs here at plus one twenty and plus two and a half on the spread. It's uh, it's looking scary for them. This is really their game that they have to take. And if not, the series gets away from me real fast. We know 3-0, that's uh, almost insurmountable. Yeah, I, I always get a little nervous with home teams, backs against the wall in this like type of situation. They don't want to go down 3-0 to the Warriors. There's no shot they'd win. <laughs> but in this situation, I think Golden State's just that much better than them. I honestly think Golden State's that good of a team. When they're fully healthy and it seems as if they're getting that way, hopefully by the end they will be. But the way that they're playing, I kind of don't see Denver winning this game. As much as their backs are against the wall and the pressure's on them, I fully expect Golden State. So I have Golden State to cover the two and a half. That's kind of a low a low number. That's more because they're on the road, but I still feel like whatever. That That's an easy one for me. And then my player performance double is uh, Clay Thompson 25 plus in a Golden State win. That's at plus 260. I just think if anybody's going to shoot the lights out, it's going to be him. So I, I, I certainly believe he can do it, especially on the road against that team. So, yeah, I feel yeah a lot of focus that. has been on, like, Jordan Poole, you know, and his, like, rise to oh, stardom yeah. lately. So I could definitely see how you could forget somebody like yeah. Clay Thompson, who's a top t- 75 yeah. all-time NBA player. So Well, 76. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, on top of that, on top of that, since Steph Curry got hurt, a couple of weeks ago, Clay Thompson's volume, points, rebounds, and assists have gone through the roof. Um, I ran Clay Thompson last game over over points. That was easy cash. Like I've been yeah. easily cashing on Clay Thompson points for the last two games. And honestly, I like that play tonight for you, uh, Andy. Thank, uh, thank you. I definitely think um, the Warriors win this game. Um, like you said, Andy, they are honestly just that much better of a team. They're healthy, which is the most important part uh, because Denver is not healthy right now at all. No Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter. That shit is hurting them now, big time. I thought Murray was going to come back. So I thought like, so too. I'm, kind of, I'm super sad. I'm sad about Denver because Denver could have been so much better. This, They're this legitimate. They're they like just, with everybody healthy, they have that same type of depth. But Golden's like this would have been an absolute slugfest had both teams this, been fully yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. If if that's why I think Denver's just like, you know what? Fuck that. We're gonna just sit them until next year because if they would have brought them back for this series, this series is too much to bear for somebody that's hasn't played 
the whole season, like uh, Jamal Murray or uh, Michael Porter Jr. They're not ready for that playoff intensity in the Bay Area. They're not ready for all that. I think we need to start having a little bit of a discussion about the fact that Michael Porter Jr., like we knew he had these back problems even before he got drafted. Yeah. And that's the reason that he fell so far in the draft. That's and why now the didn't take him. Yeah. Exactly. And now they're kind of seeing the repercussions of that. And like, yeah. are yeah. they having second thoughts, do you think, on not only drafting him, but then giving him that massive extension? Because he's like, he's making like $25 million. Yeah. Like, that extension this offseason hurt big time. That shit hurt because they, I mean, obviously when Porter Jr. is healthy, He's worth the money. Like, don't get it fucked up. Yeah. Like, he's worth it when he's, he's playing it. For sure. He When he plays, they got to figure out something with that back, though. That's one of the worst things to have in the NBA's chronic back problems. So they're definitely going to feel it more often than not when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. and his injury status. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I want to see them play a whole full healthy 82. season, all Hell three yeah. of them together. Then I'm going to be back on the Denver train. Until then, yeah. you know, I love Jokic, you know, but it's Golden just not State's time. I mean, not a good of a yeah. team. My well, prop. It was their time years ago, too. <laughs> right. And the bubble. It's their time try. again. Right. Oh, yeah. It's their time again. The Warriors are, are looking very nice. Um, yeah. My prop for this game is Andrew Wiggins over one and a half assists. You can get that on BetMGM at minus 110. Um, out of the Five games he's played this season against Denver. He has hit this line four out of five times. Very comfortably, matter of fact. He's averaged, what, uh, 2.5 assists against Denver this season. Um, It's just one of those games. Like, here's the thing about the Warriors. They're a pass-happy team. You know, uh, everybody shares the rock with everybody. Steph passes. Clay passes. Draymond passes. Poole passes. Wiggins passes is going past two. And he's going to get his two assists. He's gotten it the past two games against Denver. It's, it might be a little sweaty, but I still think Andrew Wiggins gets his two assists. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, I also have Wiggins getting me 15-plus uh, points. That comes in at minus 142. And he's hit that seven out of his last ten. So I like Wiggins a lot in this one. And like I had said earlier, Poole's been such the main f- focus, and everybody gets – buckets on that team so they're very pass happy they like letting everybody kind of touch the ball and score so i think andrew wiggins could have a good game tonight and i don't see anybody at the three that's really guarding him like that being that the main focus is all on the golden state guards correct and also aaron gordon doesn't scare me at all like down low i'm sorry (laughs) like there's nothing that that guy shouldn't he shouldn't scare you honestly shouldn't scare anybody honestly nope Yeah, let's see. I think, uh, I mean, I I don't, you guys have kind of swayed me off of this pick a little more now, but I think for the odds that it is, you know, it could be worth like a quarter unit. Um, The Jokic triple-double in a Denver to win, this is really the only instance that I could see them taking a dub tonight. And it's only because they are at home and they're in the Mile High City. So at plus 680, I feel like for just a quarter of a unit, it might be worth something to just sprinkle on. And just in the same sense that, you're sprinkling on that Dallas uh, money line. So correct. You know, you, you all, you never want to get too crazy on a me personally. I'm not a plus odds type of guy. I'm not a parlay guy. I'm a straight up unit system better. So anytime I hear a player performance double or I hear, you know, something that's plus 500 or better, you got to sprinkle, you know, 
You, Absolutely. That's 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 a big key in in sports in sports gambling in general. There's a lot of amateurs. There's a lot of novices in the sports gambling world. It's just becoming legal in all of these states. A lot of people don't understand over leveraging and over betting and just no, betting seriously. way too much. Like a lot of people that I know, you know, will put a hundred dollars in their account and do two bets. Fifty dollars each, and both of them are most likely parlays. Yeah, and I'm they, like a five. And then they lose their hundred cash. Like, you could have took that one hundred dollars, spread it's it across ten Army. bets. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Well, obviously, for, <laughs> if you do it for, for a parlay, you might as well give it to Goodwill at that point. Seriously, know? might as well put it into crypto or put it into something better that's going to actually mm-hmm. make you money. But you could have took that one hundred dollars. You could have spread it across ten bets. You could have spread it across eight bets and did four five dollar plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's four, just five so many smart ways to go about. There's these. so many smart ways to go about it, but people are so money hungry, greedy. Want to <laughs> see a lotto ticket? They they look at uh, you know, if you haven't noticed on social media, the books make sure that they let everybody know who hit the big parlay that yeah. night. They yeah. make sure they tell everybody who hit that big parlay. They make sure they talk about Mattress Mac, all right? They make <laughs> sure they talk about Million Dollar Marco, and they talk about all these, all, you know, Vegas Dave and all these guys that are going crazy on parlays. But guess what? That's house money they playing with, man. They playing y'all, bro. Stop. Uh, absolutely. It's all, it's Stop all a game. falling yeah. into that bullshit narrative that, Oh, you could definitely hit a 15-team parlay tonight. He just did it, so why can't you? Yep. Now sign up to FanDuel. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's like we, we got to be smarter, fellas, and we got to be more more conservative sure? with, with the way we bet, you know? And, yeah, that's that's my little uh, <laughs> nah, 100% on that. You have so many people little out here there. just betting massive parlays, massive unit sizes. And realistically, most of these people probably don't even do the research to back those picks up. They just kind of like what they see and they throw their money on it. So that is why us here at Moneyline Madness are here giving you educated, positive picks constantly, whether it's on the pod, whether it's on social media, make sure you're following us at ML Madness Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be keeping you updated on basically everything, live bets, hedges, all those types of things along the NBA playoffs. And I think with that being said, we're ready to talk a little bit of baseball. A little bit. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. You guys have any specific games? I, we got, there's a massive slate. So it's really it just pick so big. So big. Uh, pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> oh, Andy, what you feeling? Your Mets are on uh, in a few minutes, truthfully. A couple yeah, of we got, we got. About three hours. Lineup should be out any minute. I was kind of hoping the lineup was already out because my bet kind of goes with the lineup. But the other day they gave they moved Starling Marte down in the lineup and it, it allowed Lindor to bat second and McNeil to drive him in. So I would think they're going to do that again. So one of my parlor, I have a small two-legger that has Lindor recording a run and Jeff McNeil getting two hits. So that kind of goes together with it. If McNeil gets a hit, Lindor scores. So that allows it. That's at plus 498. I know two hits sounds like, well, that's a, that's a few hits. If McNeil gets up five times, he's going to get two hits. And they're facing 
Anthony DiSclefani, who's not a very good, he's the worst pitcher in the Giants. I was going to say, that guy stinks. Yeah. Like, he throws yeah. cheeseburgers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. his fastball hits about <laughs> 91 miles an hour. Yeah. So. so this should be an easy day for the Mets offense, although that usually doesn't exist. Um, having that, that being said, I think that that's probably the best I can do in terms of the Mets game. We're going to get to the other games, but yeah, that's that's what I have. Those two together, or you can do them separately. They're both plus separately also, but if you want to put them together, they're plus 498. So. Very wow. nice, very it's a whopper. Very nice, very nice. So my plays, I got two baseball plays tonight. Um, interestingly enough, Matt, we, we disagree with this first pick. Um I definitely like Zach Plesac under four and a half strikeouts tonight. Uh, it's at minus 142 on FanDuel. Um, he's only hit this line last season. This season and last season combined, he's hit this line 30%. Um, he's going against... Hold on one White, second. The White Chicago Sox. White Sox. They got a good the, squad. Yeah, Their lineup's out, too. They have their full starters in and everything. So So let me let me just give you some... some uh, yeah, I could see Some I could see where you're coming cool. from. I might just not even stick on please sack him. Take my talents So here's elsewhere. the thing about here's the thing about Chicago. He's going against Chicago, right? Um and they're ranked twenty-fourth in uh strikeout percentage. So they're a top seven, eight team in not getting strike struck out. So that's a big reason why, and obviously his history, um He's a fly ball history. type of pitcher. Yeah. He's not he's not a strikeout type of guy. He's more yeah. of a ground out fly ball type of guy combined with the fact that Chicago doesn't strike out. I think this is a banger. I ran this last game and it was an easy cash. So that's my one play. Um my other play is Gio Urshela under one and a half bases. That's minus one forty five on Caesars. Um, at the last, you know, this season, he's only hit this line 27%, three out of 11. Um, it's super hard to get over one and a half bases in any baseball game. It doesn't, Especially it doesn't for a guy act. like Gio, you know, he's more yeah, of a utility yeah. guy and he's, that's not where his strength is going to be. You know, yeah. he's not getting on and then stealing a bag. So you don't even have that type of aspect yeah. to give you more depth to his game. He really just right. needs a double in that sense, you know, yeah. or to exactly get on and get right. right. Or two so, hits, or, or, two exactly, separate yeah. hits. That's know? not, so, I can't see that happening. Tough. I like that's that tough a lot. to do. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. So, I mean, yeah. So th- those are my two plays for the MLB. It's right. a massive slate, like you said. So I'm not going to sit up here and talk. Yeah, know, so many, all these so games many to and choose shit. from. Um, mm-hmm. There's one thing that I was looking at, and um, I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to record an RBI against the Red Sox. That comes in at plus 105. Actually, I truthfully would have thought this would have been minus, yeah, just really? because it's it's Vladdy Jr. I mean, he's going up against Taylor Huck who is relying on his curveball and changeup more often than not. Yeah. And Vladdy is just, I mean, he's literally one of the best hitters in baseball. Probably, like, he's top three, realistically, at hitting a baseball in the world. So you take that into account, and you take into account that this is an AL East rival. They're in Boston. I mean, it just, the, the Blue Jays are next up, in my opinion. And I'm a Yankee fan. So I think the Blue Jays have that type of yeah, talent to not only win the AL East, but the whole American League and whole, like, it's going to be, I think, if I had to predict right now, I could see it just being them and the Dodgers, whole thing. I don't know about you guys, but I'm that confident in the Jays right now. 
I like. The I don't Mets. know about the Dodgers, man. That's the thing. <laughs> I, like I don't know the about Mets. the. Do- I think the Mets are Mets are right the now. Mets that, you think the Mets are better than the Dodgers? Oh, the Mets are the best team in baseball. If Jacob Degrom's healthy, the Mets are probably better I, than the Dodgers. That's the right? only thing I got to see first. If if yeah, I got to see if fully first. healthy. I'll I'll, I'll hop yeah. on at that point, but. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be close, but I'm all over the Blue Jays right now. I like that Vladdy sure. Jr. line, and like I, I like said, it. that comes in at plus 105. So just for an RBI against the Red Sox, I'll take that. And then I had one more coming in down at the Cardinals game. I was looking. I mean, he's been hot, and if, if the line is still out there, I'm going to ride it. I was looking for an Albert Pujols home run. The guy is He's hitting the ball, and he's. I think he is. He has. He has. He's like it's like nineteen home runs away from from that record or whatever. Like getting the his his name up there. Seven hundred, right? Yeah, I think it's seven hundred. Yeah, it's an elite club of like guys with like three thousand five hundred hits and like a a ridiculous amount of home runs. So he's getting up there. I like him for a home run tonight, if possible. Just being that they are playing the Marlins and it's in Miami, that's kind of like a Mickey Mouse stadium. Yeah. Place. I've been there. It's actually really nice in there. I like it. It is cool. I but like the little backdrop good, that they have hitters. going on. Yeah, it's nice sure. in there, man. It's nice. I That's can't cool. lie. See, I, I've got one more. Kind of on the same path as Matt. Matt's kind of going history. Albert's pro- hopefully gets to that number this year. I've got Mig- uh, Miguel Cabrera recording a hit. That's at minus 185 right now. That's for a record as well. That's yeah. for 3,000. And if you pa- yep. you can package that with... um, I'm try- trying to get to the thing. Whenever you're talking, you guys were talking about police act strikeouts before, and I know this sounds kind of like a gag and like I'm trying to like disrespect the Yankees in a way. Whenever I'm looking at strikeouts, I look at who's pitching for the other team, for the Tiger, for the Tigers today. Michael Yankee Pineda strikeout. Michael Pineda, Yankees, Yankee. Yankees just, know Michael there. Pineda, so I don't know what they're they're putting his. They don't have his strikeout number right now. I would stay tuned for that right now when um. We still got a couple hours before the game, so I'll put that on Twitter. But if you package that with Miguel Cabrera, you can probably get some plus money and then uh, make something from that. So Yeah, and I was looking last night at those strikeout statistics, and the Yankees strike out 25.5% of the time. So them fellas mm. stink. Yeah, I mean, they, they stink. Hey, they are you know so mid. First place. Can't really. They're in first place. I mean, I guess, bro. <laughs> at what cost? You know, That's like I'm just. Yeah. I, it it won't last. So I'm all over that Miguel Cabrera line, yeah. though. Now that you're saying that, I forgot it was only one more hit that he needs. Well, and he shouldn't definitely. Be. He went three for four last night. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, he deserved that little break at the end. I mean, the, yeah. the fans cheered him on. They said they basically told him like it's high. You got you got tomorrow. So at 185, like yeah. I feel like you could throw you could just hammer that home because yeah. against the Yankees with Michael. What's Pineda the odds? On plus 185 side, or minus 185? Minus 185. Okay. Yeah. To get a I, hit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Against Jordan that's, Montgomery that's to a lefty. Sure. Yeah. It's a lefty. That's, yeah. that's, that's definitely. He's that's definitely getting at this game. He's not going to sit up here and have a bunch of people cheer him on every fucking at bat in the, the next freezing cold. It's not happening. It's just it's, not happening. He's, yeah. he's getting the hit. He's getting the hit. There's, there's, an, and I also like the uh the play, the strikeouts over, for the uh, for the Tigers pitcher. I like that a lot as well because the Yankees strike out a lot. They're a strikeout happy team. If it wasn't for their Mickey Mouse ass stadium, <laughs> I don't know what the Yankees would be doing now offensively, boy. Because it ain't yeah, looking that scary. good. I it is scary lie. out here. Yeah, their lineup also includes Marwin Gonzalez today, so that kind of just gives you a, a little uh, Bro, 
They little... told us that we know that Glaber Torres isn't a good enough shortstop, and then they went yeah. and got Marwin Gonzalez. That's mm-hmm. just crazy. That's he's disrespectful. Playing third. He's playing third. Oh, he's playing third today. Jeez, Marwin's playing third bro. today. I mean, he I is, mean, like he's a utility guy. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't hate on him for that, but you're not above Glaber Torres and like the guy. You're not the reason we didn't get Trevor Story or Carlos Correa. Like that's just oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. I, I, honestly, just looking at that. Other than Rizzo and LeMahieu, who don't really strike out much, I'll give them that. They're the good. The hitters. rest of that lineup, the, the rest of that lineup is going to strike out them. Like, it's oh, either yeah, strike out or home run. That's that's how the lineup yeah. is built. You got yeah. a bunch of power hitters with nobody to slap the ball mm-hmm. around, and, and that's Trevino the problem is with just the not even a hitter. I mean, the, like, the you fact got that LeMahieu, he could hit, but like other than that, like who yeah, can no, really just... slap the ball around and just get a like a routine single to start the inning off yeah. for for the Yankees. Other no, than it's main. really it's it gross. The Yankees the Yankees are straight away from good baseball, like classic, mm-hmm. just playing the game of baseball so much to the point where you see yeah, a guy get a single and it's like refreshing. Like it's <laughs> gross, bro. It's that bad. The Yankees have turned very entertainment based as far as like gameplay goes. Yeah. And I feel like you're New York's team. You are the most popular baseball team in the world. Why do you need that type of lineup to fill the seats? The seats are going to get filled regardless. You don't need to trade for a Stanton and do all this extra shit. For what? Yeah. You know, get some people that can fucking hit the ball, man. Damn. Yeah, they they had the chance to this off season. I know no, they they've had they multiple definitely, chances, yeah. man. It's the the window has been open since 2017 when that baby bombers like magical kind of season happened. They should have won at least one championship in that window, probably more. But they just they flopped. Whether it be like because of the Astros thing or whatever and all that, but they flopped more than not so far. And right now that whole regime of like the baby bombers in that era is a failure. Yeah. So. Well, the the way they kind of did it is they they kind of fucked up the catcher position because like you look at it now they're carrying three catchers and not one of them can hit, but they also carried Gary Sanchez so long and I know for a fact JT Real Muto wanted to be a Yankee because he wanted to play in that ballpark and they never even looked at him because they loved mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez they were in love with him they held on to him too long they wound up getting Josh Donaldson for him and <laughs> really missed they really mismanaged that got another strikeout hitter for him so just doesn't <laughs> another really power sense, hitter so. yeah. <laughs> like cool another power hitter thanks there's babe. no there's no <laughs> Jeff McNeil's on the Yankees that's for sure <laughs> yeah no it's gross it's gross product and honestly it ain't getting any better anytime soon that's the thing because they're in such <sighs> a hole that they can't dig themselves out of yeah. so they until they bring deep. up Anthony Volpe like that team is going to stay the same yeah well I agree I, uh, with that being said, I guess I'm just going to go drown in my sorrows of a Yankee <laughs> hatred. Um, I think that's going to do it for episode 19. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at ML Madness Pod. Don't forget to drop Corey, Mosley, and most sports to follow as well across all social medias. You already know the vibes. We will be back very soon with more content. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. Take it easy. Go dogs. Awesome.